when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps, I am uber excited today. I have a great repeat guest. Her name is Penny Fox, and she was on episode 115 way back in the early days, and she came on and talked about Pinterest. So what I want to do is pique your Pinterest with some creativity, because that's what we're going to be talking about today. Penny Fox, how the heck are you? Oh, it's fabulous, and thanks for having me back again, Brian. Oh, it's always a pleasure. I love repeat guests, because we know what we're getting. <laughs> and what I'm going to get from you is a big box of creativity, right? So you've, you've kind of pivoted your business a little bit and started focusing on that. So, so tell us about you know what made you get there, and, and what is a creativity box? Well, um, what I ended up doing was, as I was growing my business and helping people with Pinterest as well as social media, I was looking for a way to scale my business and came to the conclusion that the best way for me to scale my business was to duplicate everything that I was doing. And it was really hard for me to duplicate myself. I guess, you know, AI could come in and maybe I could get a robot version of me. But I thought to myself, what better way to do this than to create all of my information and turn it into um, interactive workbooks. So what I do is I now sell this program called the Create Your Business Box. And you get a monthly box that comes in um, to your home, but you also, so I want to say it's more of a hybrid subscription box because it's also self-coaching. And every month you also get um, in your inbox, a interactive workbook that's going to help you. It's going to ask you some questions. It's going to give you some prompts. It's going to walk you through everything that you're going to need to help you develop your marketing message, understanding who your client is, um, what, their, what their behaviors and lifestyles are. How are you going to actually create a marketing message that's going to resonate with them and emotionally connect with them to make them do more than just scroll past what you're doing on Instagram and to click on it and to actually go to your website and make some sales? Awesome. And we were talking beforehand about uh, Seth Godin's new book called The Practice. So how does that relate to creativity in business? Well, one of the things that Seth Godin talks about, which is another point that I bring up with the Create Your Business program, is that so many of us small business owners, or I should say business owners, specifically small business owners, we tend to function in the left side of our brain. The left side of our brain is the analytical side. It's the problem solving. It's how can I figure this out? How can I work this through? And what happens is we get stuck in there. And Seth Godin talks about using your creativity. He refers to it as the practice and how you ship out your content, ship out your product sales or whatever it is that you're working on, your services. And I subscribe to the same theory that I believe that if we could spend some time focusing and living in our creative space, spending more time in the right side of our brain, that allows us to have more aha moments, more insights, things that we might not have even thought about before because we're still you know, stuck in that left side, left side, you know, I'm going to figure this thing out. I'm going to figure this thing out. But when we shift over to the right side of our brain, it actually allows this moment of 
clarity to come in because we're not trying to force the decision as much as we are looking for a solution. Mm -hmm. Another book that kind of builds around that, which is one of my favorites, is The E-Myth Revisited, where they mm, talk yeah. about you know, the technician and then the manager and then the entrepreneur. And, you know, the, we, we usually start a business because we're good at something and mm -hmm. we think there's a market for it, which is great. The manager side of things tend to be very introverted. They don't want to deal with people. They just want to, you know, like uh, air traffic control the business, you know, pull mm -hmm. in this resource, mm -hmm. right. make that resource do this and, you know, do the shell game with everything and make it work. And then the entrepreneur, I always get, you know, Elon Musk in my head, you know, he's... Um, you know, he's got these big, bold, beautiful ideas, you know, right, and unfortunately right. he's got the money to do it. <laughs> you know, most of us don't. So how does the technician, the manager, and the entrepreneur kind of work into this creativity stream? Well, it's all about what I refer to as disrupting the pattern. When we think about our day and we think about how we go through our business, we go through our work, you know, our to-do list and all of that. We do the same thing the same way. And it's, it's that whole moment. And, I, and I, I, I refer to it as autopilot. And the best way I could describe autopilot is that feeling that you've just driven home from work and you don't remember how you got there, but you made the right turns. You stopped at the right lights. You turned at the right. And next thing you know, you're sitting in your driveway and you're going, oh my goodness, how did I get here? I don't even remember driving here. We go into autopilot. And that's what happens with a lot of business owners. They tend to go into autopilot. This is what they're telling me I should do. This is how I'm supposed to do this. This is how I fill this out. This is how I do this. And when we bring the creativity into our world, that's when we disrupt the pattern and we do something out of our normal routine. And please know, when I'm talking about creativity, I'm in no sense, shape, or form telling everybody that they've got to pick up a paintbrush and they've got to learn how to be a painter or they've got to learn how to sing or they got to learn how to dance. And my version of creativity and living in the creative space is about doing something differently, like maybe gardening or cooking a new recipe, or just as simple as walking your dog, going into another direction of another neighborhood, just something that's going to disrupt the pattern of the usual things that we see, the usual steps that we take. And when we allow ourselves to live into that creative space, that right side and disrupting the pattern, that's when we open ourselves up to moving past, you know, where we are with the, as you were talking about, the technician and the manager, I highly suspect that Elon Musk spends an enormous amount of his time every single week living in the right side of his brain of the creative space. And that's where these ideas are coming from. Mm -hmm. And you say that creativity doesn't, you know, ask you to pick up a paintbrush or sing, no. but, you know, immediately when you talked about driving home and ending up at your house and saying, how did I get here? I immediately thought of, this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. My God, what have I done? Talking heads. <laughs> I know that song. Of yes. course. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that's the vision that came to my mind, and I got creative with it and sang it. Um, with it. So, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so how do we do it? You know, how do we generate ideas? I mean, you talked about getting out of the, you know, autopilot pattern. You know, that's one thing to change it up and things like that, but where... Where does the inspiration or the, you know, the big ideas come from? How do we capture them? It has everything to do with understanding that we are training our creativity muscle. I like to use the example of a bodybuilder. 
you know, a bodybuilder doesn't just show up and say, okay, I'm going to go and to this event this weekend and I'm just going to try to get, you know, do the best that I can and lift my weights. No, he doesn't. He has spent months, mostly years, you know, lifting repetitive over and over again, doing the same exercises, doing the same, you know, routine, knowing the muscles that he needs to grow and, and work on so that he can win that great big bodybuilder event that he's going into. The same thing happens with us when it comes to our creative muscles. For those of us who have not really engaged in it, it is going to take some time. It, it, dis it discovers, um, it's about being consistent and understanding that we need to retrain our bodies and we need to retrain our minds into moving in this direction. And the biggest thing that I've noticed about this process too, and I've done this with several of my clients, is initially there is a feeling of, I want to say discomfort and discomfort in the sense of this feels wrong. This feels strange. This feels odd. And that's everything inside of our body wanting to go back to the, you know, the comfort, the, the comfort zone that we all live in, you know, moving ourselves. Like I'm going to go sit here in autopilot. But when we accept the fact that this is going to happen, when we move into this process and said, you know what, I'm going to get uncomfortable. And I'm going to have to learn how to keep moving past it and being consistent with it and learning how to train and refocus my thoughts as well as what's going on um, within my body. It's going to help you move into this. This is not something you're going to snap your fingers and the next thing you know, oh my goodness, I'm like super creative now. Yay. No, this takes time. It's a process that happens over time, but it, there's actual science behind it. It's, it's not just something that myself or Seth Godin talks about. There's real science that actually happens within our bodies themselves, um, within the brain, as well as um, these things called peptides. And peptides are what we crave. This is what we crave, the good. Um, but the thing about the peptides is this, and this is fascinating. The body doesn't know the difference between a good peptide and a bad peptide. So I always say to my clients, whenever we're talking about this and they're feeling the discomfort, and I'll look at them and say, your body doesn't know the difference. So would you rather sit in the good feelings of joy, or would you rather be going back into autopilot and feeling the stress and the anxiety and the worry? So I've seen people um, use their creativity in a way that I call squirrel. You know, they get an idea and then they start chasing the squirrel and they end up somewhere completely different and you know, they've wasted a lot of time. I've done it. You know, I said, I'm going to try this and I'm going to put all my energy into it and complete it. And then all of a sudden I get there and it's like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> so tell us the difference between making a creative pivot in your business and making a profitable creative pivot in your business. That's a fabulous question because let me tell you, Brian, squirrel is not a bad place to start. Squirrel. That moment that you squirrel and you're like getting ideas, that's your creative energy trying to pull you out of your autopilot, trying to move you into that place. Now, I totally get it. We don't always come up with the best ideas that are going to be am amazing and they're going to be, you know, mind blowing and we're going to make a million dollars in a month. That's just not going to happen. But what can happen, and if we accept that this is the part of the process, the beginning of the squirrel is just the first step. And if we could take the squirrel and say, okay, the squirrel now has got a couple of ideas that are really, really good. Maybe the whole thing isn't good, but I like a couple of these steps. How can I expand upon this? How can I build upon this? 
And that's the basis and the foundation to get you start moving into another direction and to disrupt that pattern that I was talking about earlier. So what we can do is we can take this idea and keep moving forward and how we're going to keep moving forward. And here's the part we keep allowing for that creativity muscle to keep flexing itself, to keep working itself. And as you continue to do this over and over again, that squirrel can then continue to turn into an income producing idea that can help you build your business and really reach more customers and do something amazing, outstanding, you know, fill in the blank, all those amazing words you want to use. But it's a matter of, of understanding the process of moving through it and, and going through it and not thinking, oh, squirrel, that was terrible. I should never think that again. I'm going back to autopilot. That's not the moment we want to turn around. If we feel ourselves feeling squirrel and we feel ourselves being drawn and compelled towards something, I say go with it. And one of the things that I do with my clients too is when they start this process, I tell them that I want them to do something creative every day for 30 days. And they may not necessarily do the creative thing every single day. I'll give you a good example. Let's decide that my creative thing is every Saturday morning before everybody gets up, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to be gardening. You know, when it's nice and cool and it's not too hot. And so this is what my thing is going to be. So Monday through Friday, I'm going to spend at least 15 minutes, maybe even 30 minutes out of my day thinking about what I'm going to buy. I'm going to go to the garden store. I'm going to figure out, I'm going to go out into my backyard. I'm going to figure out where I'm going to plant what. I might do a little research online to see what it is I'm going to do. But as what I'm doing is I am pulling in little bits and pieces every single day. So when it comes time for me to get there on Saturday, I've got all my stuff together. I've got my hands in the dirt and I'm digging and I'm sitting there and I'm enjoying my gardening and I'm doing something completely different that's not having to sit there with my phone in my hand or the remote in the other hand. I'm actually participating in an activity that's opening up the right side of my brain. And there's a really, really good chance too when I'm outside there on Saturday, since I'm no longer so thinking about my business and my mind is focused on what's going on with the flowers that I'm planting, the, the special mm -hmm. you know, dirt that I've purchased, the watering of that, that's going to open up some really good space into my brain. So that's going to allow me to also start thinking about more opportunities and more ideas and then maybe on Sunday when I come, I can sit in my garden. I can think about what am I going to do next? So if I can do this for 30 days in a row is a great start for me to start training my body, start retraining my thoughts and retraining my brain and to give me the opportunity to every single day bring in some of those good peptides and those good feelings and bringing me joy into my life. And I can assure you, Brian, that the more frequently you do this, the more frequently your body starts to crave this and starts looking forward to this. And those are the moments when we are not so stressed and anxious and worried about our business, but we allow ourselves to open up to whatever it is that we love to do. Like I said, gardening, cooking, yes, painting, singing, dancing, or whatever the, the case may be that you, are, that you consider creative. But during those times, and this is what Seth Godin speaks about as well, that's when that right side of our brain opens up and that little squirrel of an idea as we're sitting there with our hands in the dirt thinks, I just got an idea that I can up-level my business by doing X, Y, and Z because that squirrel, I like that squirrel. I like that little two bits of the squirrel and I'm going to turn around and I'm going to turn that into 
a great big program, uh, maybe an online program that I can start selling to my clients that, um, that that's going to help them grow their business. So the whole thing becomes connected in the sense of being consistent, of retraining our body and retraining our minds as well. Mm-hmm. And so you go from growing plants to growing yourself and growing your business. One of the tips that, or, or one of the ways that I like to do this is in walking my dog, that's one of my activities, mm-hmm. is I have my Apple Watch on and I always have my recorder ready, my voice mm-hmm. recorder. Mm-hmm. And if I'm listening to a book, I see something, no matter what it is, If I get one of those squirrels, I capture it on my watch. And then I come back and listen to it and say, is this a good idea? What can I do with this? Does it make Mm -hmm. sense? I mean, that's how I get the topics for most of my monocast podcasts. I'm walking the dog and I'm thinking, you've got jail. If anybody listened to the last one, you'll know what I'm talking about. But it, it's just all of a sudden that pops in your head. I talk it into my watch. I come back and it's like, hmm, that's a podcast. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, that's the way it works. So how do we go from growing plants to growing yourself with creativity? And, and let me also say one more thing before I, I answer that question, Brian. Mm-hmm. I would challenge you that you walk your dog tomorrow or to, later on this week. Go walk in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Go take your dog someplace completely different that you don't normally go to. I would challenge you to do that and, and imagine what's going to happen in your right side of your brain to allow you to start coming up with even more insights and other things that you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, um, what's happening is when we are gardening or growing or whatever it is, you know, like I keep saying, fill in the blank, because I want to make sure that everybody here understands what I mean by creative energy is not me telling you, you have to learn how to paint or draw or anything that we normally consider a paid artist does. Um, I want you to think outside of the box, anything that you can do that's not normally you sitting there at your lap, your laptop with your mouse in your hand, Um, or your phone in the other hand. I am encouraging you to get outside, especially. Being outside is amazing um, for your your brain waves. But what happens is this. When we allow ourselves to spend more time in the right side of our brain, it does open up that ability to start coming up with the emotional, because the right side of our brain is actually the emotional part of our brain, whereas that left side is very analytical. And when we spend too much time in that left side of our brain, that's when we just find ourselves doing the same thing over and over again, who was it? Albert Einstein said doing the the insanity, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I think that a lot of small business owners tend to live in Einstein's world of doing the same thing over and over again. So what I'm asking for you to do is to not do the same thing over again, because when you do something differently, when you start to think differently and you start to do things differently, like I said, just just a few minutes ago, challenging you just to walk a different place with your dog. That's going to be an amazing moment for you. I, I can assure you, I can't wait to hear back from you about that one. But what's going to happen is it's going to allow you to start building your business in a different way because your thought patterns are going to start moving into a different way. Mm-hmm. 
No, I agree with you. And, and I try to do that. You know, I always keep my dog within the neighborhood, but I try to walk a different path or different mm. method almost every single time. I mean, so I'm with you there. I mean, just yeah. the change of scenery, the change of direction, mm -hmm. you know, which side of the street do you cross on and where? I mean, everything is, you know, mixed up. So can you give me an example of somebody who took their dog for a walk on the other side of the parkway or whatever it is and had this great aha moment and came up with something that you've worked with? Um, actually, that, that one personally has happened to me, but I can also let you um, know about another example of one of my clients. Mm -hmm. But it has happened to me as well. I also have another client of mine who um, helps. Um, she is an editor and she helps people write their books. And so one of the things that I challenged her to do is, you know, I understand you live in the creative space is what I told her because of the writing and the editing that you do. I said, I, I challenge you to do something different. And so she contacted me and she said that um, she went to the store and she ended up buying a canvas and finger paints. Goodness, Brian, when's the last time you finger painted? <laughs> I can't remember the last time that I did something like that. Yep. But she told me the story about how she got her hands in the paint and there was something that just happened and she started moving it around. And the next thing she knew, um, she was working on a project with a client of hers and the idea had come to her about what she could do and the answer to what the, the client was getting stuck on as she got her hands in the paint on the canvas. And she said, she was telling me this whole story and it's really kind of funny. I can imagine it in my head. And she's like, and I, my hands were covered in paint and I couldn't write. <laughs> and I had to figure out what I was going to do. So I grabbed my phone and I started talking into it, very similar to what you're talking about, Brian, because I couldn't write what I wanted to write it out. And so I'm talking into my phone, just the thought was coming to me. And it had all come from the moment that she got her hands in the paint and started moving around. Now, none of us ever think, you know, my client included, that my you know, the artwork is going to be hanging, you know, in a museum or anything like that, or we're going to be selling at a art, you know, an art studio or something like that. That's not the intention of this. The intention of it is to find something completely out of your norm, disrupting that pattern and moving yourself into a place where you can allow those moments of insight and clarity and aha moments to come to you. Because I can assure you the way that our brain works that it will come to you given that in, in, especially if you're consistent with this and doing this, like I said, you know, challenge yourself with a 30 day challenge of doing something every single week. I can assure you by the time that that month is over, you're going to see something, you're going to get an idea. You're going to keep moving forward. And at the end of that month, it's amazing how much our body starts to crave wanting to do this over and over again. It's, it's exciting because we want to feel that joy. We want to feel more into that space of happiness. And when we're feeling those moments, that's when we start to get those ideas that are really, really going to build your business. Mm -hmm. Well, Penny, this has been amazing. Some great creativity ideas and, and things that I think are practical that people can use. If people wanted to learn more about you and the system, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, I've got a website called uh, createyourbiz.net. Um, that's where they can get the uh, Create Your Business subscription box. They come either three months, six months, or 12 months. Um, so you can do the whole thing. And the, the most important thing about the program is that each workbook builds on each other. So if you start in June, that's your workbook one. 
If you start in November, that's your workbook one. So each one of your workbooks is going to build on each other. And it doesn't matter when you start. You don't feel like, oh my goodness, I started in June. I must have missed half the program. You start, your, the program starts for you when you start it. Awesome. Well, Penny, thank you again for coming on and dropping some sizzling hot bacon knowledge bombs on my peeps. I look forward to getting creative with you again in the future. Thanks. Fantastic. Thanks for having me, Brian. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon.